Podcast Answer Man, episode number 240. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. Why haven't you gone to learnhowtopodcast.com yet? Anyway, there's something we can all do to take our show to that next level. Well, my friends, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. Today, I have lots to share with you. Wonderful episode that I'm extremely excited about. And uh, we're a majority of it today, 42 minutes worth of it, is going to be one of these Where Are They Now interviews with Greg Willits. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. Um, we're going to answer one question from Tim about the advantages or disadvantages of a static homepage on your site instead of just showing your random p- pay, p- uh, posts. <laughs> I'll get that out one way or another. Uh, and I'm going to say congratulations to somebody who just recently launched a podcast. And then um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, some new commenting features on my site using LiveFire and how you can hear my full review of LiveFire. And also, we're going to talk about something that I think is radically going to transform the end of our show notes and blog posts from this point forward and how you can learn more about that. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, then this is the podcast episode you should be listening to right now. All right. So first and foremost, um, oh, one other big, huge announcement. I don't even have it on my notes in front of me. In fact, I'm adding this note as I speak. Six years uh, of podcasting. Uh, so one of, and I didn't even mention it in the first show that I recorded earlier today here on Thursday, December 15th, but tomorrow is a very special day for myself and for my wife and for a bunch of friends. Uh, and when I say a bunch of friends, I'm talking about thousands of friends. Tomorrow is going to be December 16th, 2011, which means that we will be celebrating six years of podcasting. Six years of podcasting. I can't even begin to tell you what this means to me, uh, the amazing things that have been accomplished uh, as a result of six years of podcasting, things that have taken place in my own life, how I've personally grown. I know a lot of you who have been watching, who have been listening to all 240 episodes of Podcast Answer Man, you've you've been on a, on a pretty significant journey with me. Uh, so you've seen a lot of this, but man, I, I, I'm continually changing uh, and, and a lot of it has so much to do with this journey of podcasting that I've been on, but also to see the, the, the number of people's lives that have been changed drastically over the last six years, the number of people who have lost more than 50 to 100, some, some part, one person more than 150 pounds as a result of being inspired by content that we've produced over the last several years. Um, people who are debt-free today because of the content that we've produced. Uh, people who have whose marriages have been mended. Um, people who have made a decision to live life and not end their life 
as a result of being inspired and encouraged by content that we've created. Uh, people who have returned to a life of faith in God as a result of the content that we've created over the last six years. So it, it this, my friends, is so huge for us. And, and I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to have devoted the last six years of my life to creating content via podcast, via audio podcast. And I am as excited today. Actually, no, that's a lie. I am not as excited today as I was six years ago about audio podcasting because the truth is I I am exponentially, infinitely more excited today than I was six years ago. And, and when people talk to me today, and oftentimes people ask me, Cliff, how are you doing? And I say, I, I've, I've never been better and it gets better every single day. And some people just think that I'm real phony because that's what I always say. And the truth is, is I have my ups and downs. And, and the truth is, is, I've had times when I've been outright depressed before. But the truth is, is that I am better each and every day. It is, it is better than I've ever been before because each and every day I'm learning something new. I'm meeting new people and my life is, is enriched. Even when I'm hitting obstacles, you know, this, it, it's all about the journey that I'm learning. And, and the fact is, is I am the product of the journey that I've been on. And so even with the, not just the good times, but even in the bad times, I am doing better today than I ever have been before, and it does get better each and every day in the midst of trials because of all of this. And, and, and podcasting has been a huge, huge, gigantic, massive part of my life for six years, and wow, it's been awesome. So I'm excited about that. Also, I just want to just real quickly, just randomly, uh, of course, there's so many people that I could do this for, but I just want to just say a real quick word of congratulations to Jen Swanson. Uh, you can learn more about Jen Swanson at communicationdiva.com. Really, honestly, she just launched a podcast um, this past week, and uh, she had basically watched learnhowtopodcast.com. That is a free tutorial that I have. Again, learnhowtopodcast.com, absolutely 100% free. She watched the entire tutorial. After that, she went over to my products page and she says, you know what, I've already got WordPress installed. I got that part figured out. So she purchased the thesis theme tutorial and, and designed her, her theme to look the way it does based upon that tutorial. And then not only did she do that, but she also purchased the passive income strategies for podcasters and maybe one other tutorial. And she sent me a quick email. She goes, Cliff, I've, wow, I've got all of this stuff. Can't thank you enough. And she goes, but man, I'm just missing one piece of this puzzle. I, I've got WordPress installed, but how do I, how do I, how do I install that plugin and, and get the RSS feed and submit it to iTunes? That's the only thing I'm missing. And I, I sent her an email and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm looking at the tutorials that you've purchased and it just seems that you're missing WordPress for podcasters. And I said, just as a personal Christmas present from me to you, I sent her over WordPress for podcasters, uh, the access to it for as a gift. And I said, you know what, here you go. This is all you're missing. She wrote me this email saying, wow, this is amazing. And she's up and running. First podcast episode online. Here's why I'm I've decided to randomly congratulate her and give some promotion to what she's doing. Communicationdiva.com. If you listen to her first episode, what you will learn is that months ago, 
Not only did she know nothing about podcasting, she didn't even know about blogging. Go listen to her first episode. I am not kidding you. Eight months ago, if you would have talked to her about blogging, she would have. Been, she wouldn't. She didn't know anything about it. This, my friends, is awesome. And now, not only does she have a blog, not only does she have a website, not only does she have WordPress, it looks pretty darn amazing. And not only does she have a podcast, but her first episode of her podcast actually sounds better than the first episode of my podcast. So I'm pretty darn excited for Jen Swanson. And I just wanted to take that uh, few minutes there just to say congratulations to you, Jen. I, I, I think you deserve it. All right. Uh, the next thing I want to tell you about is um, episode number 116 of socialmediaserenity.com. And in fact, what I'm going to have to do is I'm actually going to create a, a hyperlink. Uh, it's not active right now as I'm recording this, but by the time this is in the podcast RSS feed, if you go to gspn.tv forward slash SMS116, again, go to gspn.tv forward slash SMS116. That, my friends, is going to take you to this episode that you'll want to listen to. Even if you've never listened to a single episode of my podcast called Social Media Serenity, you'll want to listen to this episode because it is so full of information. It's, a, it's 58 minutes long, but we only cover really two topics in it, and it could be a full episode of Podcast Answer Man. If, in fact, if I was really lazy, I could actually take that episode and, and record a new intro to it and a new outro, and it could be a Podcast Answer Man episode. But I'm not going to do that to you because I'm still gonna, I've got so much content for next week already prepared for episode number 241. So here's what I'm gonna tell you to do. It's almost like getting a bonus extra episode of Podcast Answer Man. Go to gspn.tv forward slash SMS, Social Media Serenity, SMS 116. You do that, here's what you're gonna learn. You're going to learn about my recent uh, thoughts uh, and the fact that I have gone from being just personally in love with the concept of livefire.com, L-I-V-E-F-Y-R-E, livefire.com, to a full-blown endorsement. I am I am suggesting, I think it's ready. I, I think it's ready for me to say, I recommend that if you're using Discuss, shut it down install live fire if you want to hear what live fire is if you want to hear us kind of discover some real awesome things about it as we're recording that show and find out why i am so excited about live fire as your commenting system for your wordpress blog just go to gspn.tv forward slash sms 116 that's one of the two things we talk about there the other thing we talk about there uh, we do spend a little bit of time talking about the new, new Twitter, the design, the layout. But once you get past that talk, which is probably about the first 10 minutes of the show, we get into this topic of embedded tweets. And my friends, you definitely must know about embedded tweets. This is something that you're going to start seeing from me. And I'll just quickly tell you that at the end of every show notes from now on, after, and, and actually I talk about the workflow of how this is going to happen. I'm not going to explain it here because it is in Social Media Serenity 116. But just real quickly, uh, probably within about 24 to 48 hours of this episode going live, I am going to come back 
and I am going to put a tweet, an embedded Twitter tweet at the end of my show notes and at the end of every blog post that I write. And that right there is going to take the engagement of sharing my content to a whole new level. And I really encourage you to check it out. Again, I can't stress to you enough. It is a full-blown, action-packed, really, I, I it's an amazing episode. Socialmediaserenity.com is the podcast. If you just go to gspn.tv slash sms116, embedded tweets, live fire, definitely check that out. All right. And then uh, I told you we have one question and it looks like this show is going to be just over an hour long today. Hope you don't mind. I am going to quickly answer Tim's question right here. Hi, Cliff. My name's Tim from the realityroundup.com and I had a question for your podcast answer man show. I am in the process of uh, setting up the initial website for my blog and podcast and I had a question um, about the site itself. Is it beneficial to have a static homepage on your site with all of your entries and podcast episodes um, hitting one of the secondary pages on the site or is it better to have all of the uh, entries and posts that you put on, on your site go straight to the homepage? Um, I, I really enjoy the information you always provide and uh, have a good day. All right, Tim, thank you so much. Uh, This I will answer by saying there is no right or wrong answer. There are certainly benefits to having a static homepage in many instances, and there are benefits of having the most recent post be pretty much your your front page. Um, There is a benefit of having maybe a mixture of both, which is completely possible depending on what theme you're using or whether or not you customize your own kind of theme there. And so with that being in mind, um, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, 99% of the time you will find that my homepage at podcastanswerman.com just starts off with the most recent blog post and or, and which is usually the case, a podcast episode or the show notes for a podcast episode. So it's 99% of the time, it's displaying, the front page is displaying most recent posts. Now, the reason for that is, is I get a ton of traffic to my homepage. And one of the things that I want to communicate to people as soon as they come to my brand, it's not who I am, what I'm about, what I do, any of those things. That's not the first thing I want to communicate. The very first thing I want to communicate with my most recent posts is two things. Number one, I am current. You look at my post, you look at the front page of that site, by golly, it tells you right then, right there, it says the, this post that you're looking at is um, dated and it should be within the last seven to 10 days. Every single time somebody comes to my site, with it should show that by golly, there is something on the very first post of the page what it was actually posted there within seven to 10 days ago, current. And if they look at the one down below that, it should actually show within seven to 10 days of the most re- of the one before that. So, and oftentimes it's even more often because sometimes I'll throw a blog post in between them. So what it communicates immediately is that this is something I'm actively involved in creating content for. It is current, it's up to date, and I am here and I am consistent. Now, the other thing that, uh, you know, why I love doing 
what I do with podcastanswerman.com having the most recent post is that it also communicates that, wow, I've got tons of content because I actually number my podcast episodes. So when it actually says 240podcastanswerman.com hyphen the title of this episode, it's very easy for them to see that what's 240? Well, if they scroll down enough, they see 239, they see 238, and they come to understand uh, especially if they hit play, it says Podcast Answer Man, episode number 240. Well, gosh, it says, wow, that's 240 episodes. That's a lot of posts. And so it's actually communicating to them that I have lots of content. So not only do I have a lot of content, but I also have current content and I also have consistent content. And that's why I like to keep my my stuff right there. I like to keep it on the front page. Now, I will tell you, that this can work against you if you're not consistent, you're not current. In fact, your your question reminds me that I might actually want to do something unique with virtualassistantpodcast.com. Go there, virtualassistantpodcast.com. Here's the situation. There are 38 episodes you'll find there, and the last one was December of 2010, and I have no intentions on recording any more of that show. Here's the situation. Because that of that, some people could go there and they could see that, wow, the most recent episode was December 2010. This has been, quote unquote, abandoned. Now, the thing is, is if people listen to that episode or read the show notes there, they'll see that it was intentionally ended and it will intentionally tell them that I recommend that, hey, this is this is evergreen content that I think you should go back to episode one. But here's what I would recommend to myself is that maybe creating a static page is now in order for that site that explains, you know, what is this virtual assistant podcast? Maybe even a little short five-minute video that says who I am, why I created this podcast, you know, what all is included, and, you know, and then a little note at the end of my video that says, hey, thank you for checking it out. I recommend that you click the link below to take you to a page where you can listen to these in order. Um, and you know, and, and there's subscription links. My recommendation is that you listen to them all. So that's where I could see myself having a static page. Now, if you are a business, obviously podcast answer, man, it's my business and, and, and it's a pretty significant business for me. And even my business has its static page or my or front page is the previous post. It's not a static page, but some businesses would probably prefer having more of a traditional home style home page and then linking to the blog linking to the podcast it's really up to you and it depends on your strategy there is no one way or right way or the other in fact if you go to gspn.tv guess what you'll find there that's right a static page so uh, and the reason for that one is because well honestly there's so many different things there um, it, it's not clear as to what is gspn.tv. And this, so the first thing I want to answer there with my homepage for somebody who's typed in gspn.tv or been brought to that from a Google search to the homepage is the, I want to answer the question, what is gspn.tv? That was an accidental press of a button. <laughs> Sorry to scare you all. Anyway, um, although that is very ominous. Oh, yeah. So what I want to do with that um, homepage is I actually want to uh, communicate who are Cliff and Stephanie and what is this site, what is generally speaking, and and so I do have a static page there. But Tim, I hope that answers your question 
really honestly, it depends on what you want to do there. But um, that gives you a little thinking into why I do what I do. Now, um, here we go. We're going to wrap up the rest of the show here today with an interview. And uh, I've been, uh, this is the second now, uh, where are they now interview. The idea, the concept here is taking people that I've worked with in the past, uh, either through one-on-one coaching, consulting, uh, podcasting A to Z course, or somebody who has, um, you know, purchased a lot of products and services from me uh, through digital training and stuff like that, and has used that to create a podcast. And the idea is these are people who have created more than 10 episodes, of a podcast and um, and hopefully significantly a, a, a while back in most cases. And today we're going to be talking with Greg Willits. And I think you're really going to be encouraged and inspired by where his journey into podcasting has taken him. Um, I'll just give you a real quick rundown because a lot of this is going to happen in the interview as well. It'll just come out. But uh, for me, I first learned about Greg Willits. Uh, when he and his wife, Jennifer Willits, were doing a podcast called the Rosary Army Podcast uh, way back in 2006 is when I first learned about them. And uh, I found out about them through Father Roderick. And I fell in love with their content, this husband and wife behind a microphone talking about their lives. And uh, it, was, it was just really an encouraging show. And in fact, you're going to hear just how much of an inspiration that was for me personally and how one of the shows that I produce today uh, was inspired by their format. And of course, uh, real quickly, I'll also tell you that today, uh, Greg Willits and his wife, Jennifer, um, actually do a live radio show Monday through Friday, three hours a day, every day on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Tell you what, let me go ahead and just play that interview for you now, and I'll catch you right at the end of the interview. Alrighty, I am on the line with Greg Willits. Greg, it is so great to have you here on Podcast Answer Man. Thanks for coming on the show. Always good to talk to you, Cliff. You know, it seems as though too much time passes between us getting to talk because we get so used to just, well, there's another tweet, there's another Facebook post, and, and, and sometimes our relationships fall on that, so it's always nice to actually have a actual vocal conversation. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, I first learned about you and your lovely wife, Jennifer, uh, when, after I discovered Father Roderick of SQPN. Mm. Uh, he talked about this Rosary Army podcast and kept talking about these people, Greg and Jennifer. And finally, I, I went over and checked out. It's like, why, why would I, this Protestant Christian guy, have any interest in listening to a, to a, a Rosary Army podcast? And I checked it out, and I, I, was, I was intrigued. I loved the content that you and your wife were creating. Um, and before we get into what Rosary Army is and why I liked it and why I, I subscribed to it and ultimately came to develop a friendship with you guys, I want to go way back to uh, get the behind the scenes story of when did you first find out about podcasting? I used to work in the IT industry. I uh, did software and web development. Uh, did, was a software development and project manager for many years. And I worked at a company back in 98, 99 and uh, formed a friendship with one guy. And though I left the company in 2000, he and I continued to stay in contact. And in 2005, he and I started trading emails or we were doing Yahoo Messenger or whatever. And he, he asked, have you heard about podcasting? This was, this was in, in February or March of 2005. And I said, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. There's this one guy who um, I, I somehow got copied in on an email that he was sending to a, 
a, a guy who's in Catholic ministry say, well, when, when are Catholics going to start podcasting? That was the question this one other guy asked. <laughs> and I said, I've, I've thought about it, but to be honest, I don't think that there's any viability. I don't think that anyone will be able to figure out the technology. We'd made like some videos and put them online, and it was just like pulling the most painful of teeth to get people to even, oh, there's that play button. I'm not sure I know how to click play. What's going to happen? My computer's going to explode. I don't know. Like, And that was kind of my thinking was that at the time in March of 2005 that no one was going to, you know, ha- have have the guts to actually use this stuff. Well, I remember I even sent out a, a message. We had already had our, our uh, nonprofit, Rose Jeremy, was already established for a few years. And so we already had quite a few people on our mailing list and on our online forums and I said, is this something that anyone would even pay attention to? If we made like a radio kind of show where we would give you updates on what's going on with the ministry. And I, I mean, really, at, at first I was thinking it was just going to be another avenue for giving information about what's going on and what's needed for the ministry. And a couple of people said, yeah. And then just out of curiosity, I went ahead and tried to, I, you know, I, I downloaded, well, what was the, what's the software? Uh, Cast Blaster? No, no, no. This was, this was even before Cast Blaster. It was um, with the editing software. It's not, Aud- not Audacity. Audacity. Thank you. Yeah, downloaded Audacity. Never had dealt with a, an editor like that. And I'm sitting there, and I, you know, and I was going through, and I was listening to myself, and I was saying things like, "Hi, um, this is Greg Willits, and um, from Rosary Army." And then I would go through, and I would remove every single um that yep. I said. It's like I have to, I have to sound like super professional. I have to remove every um because if people hear me say um then they're not going to take me seriously. Yep, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so started doing it. Well, that was in March of 2005. At the end of April, I got laid off from my job. And I'd done about seven or eight episodes of the podcast for Rosier Army and had kept most of them very somewhat businesslike. I was doing interviews. You know, I, I went to Radio Shack and I got this little suction cup thing I could hook up to my phone so I could like kind of hear what was being said, you know, o- over the phone. <laughs> I was recording it to an actual cassette tape player. And then I found some sort of connection that I was able to then transfer the cassette tape audio. I mean, I was going, I was jumping through the loops because I was determined to try to create a show that sounded somewhat professional. And when I lost my job at the end of April, my wife sent, sent me out for to go get takeout because that's what you do when you're unemployed. You go spend more money by getting takeout. But we were... <laughs> <laughs> we were depressed and we needed Mexican food. And, and, and I remember I had my iPod or my, my original it was like, I don't know, second generation iPod. And I had the little recorder attachment that you could hook into it. And so it's not like the iPhones now where you just pick it up and everything's already built in. I had to have like a little doohickey, you snap it in the top. And so I'm driving to the Mexican restaurant and I just started talking and I just said, you know what? This is, yeah, this is the Rosier Army podcast. And I'm kind of ticked off right now because I lost my job and I don't know what God's doing right now. And I'm just, I'm frustrated. I didn't want to do his will, but at the same time. And so I just sort of, I just sort of vented and then stupidly put that out as a podcast. That, oh, I love that. That and, right there is brilliance. And, and what, what, uh, you know, so again, I got to keep it in time frame. This is 2005. This was, what was it? November of 04 was when the first podcasts were popping up out there. And and my my Jennifer hates it when I say this, but Rosary Army was the first Catholic organization to ever use podcasting technologies. We we beat the Vatican to it by two weeks. She, nice. she says you, you she says you're not supposed to claim you know <laughs> seniority over the Pope or whatever. But there you go. Uh-huh. So, but I put that podcast out there, and 
almost immediately regretted it, but I left it out there. And then the most amazing thing happened is because people were listening and people started responding saying, when I went through unemployment, it was like I was listening to myself. The, the feelings, the emotions that you went through, not necessarily the people were trying to encourage me, but they could commiserate with me. And that's when Jennifer and I both, and she had not yet joined me on the podcast. If you listen, and they're still out there. The first, I don't know, eight or nine episodes of Rosier. I mean, it's just me just rambling. And she decided, well, I want to try it. And so she sat in the kitchen one night with that same iPod and just kind of rambled. And we put that out there. And then we got emails from, from wives who said, it was so nice hearing the, the, the woman's or the, you know, the, the partner's perspective when your spouse has lost a job, how you feel, you know? And then the two of us started doing the podcast together. And it was just absolutely startling in those early days of podcasting when everyone was still trying to figure out what is it and why do this and what's the purpose. And we were getting these emails from people that were saying things like, it's like I'm sitting down having a cup of coffee with the people that I see at church every week, but I never had the guts to go over and talk to them before. But now I I'm, now I'm, feel like I'm sitting down and having a conversation. And that was the most common thing we heard. And we realized that people were hungry for someone who they could relate to. Not necessarily just follow, not necessarily that they were looking for some sort of you know, self-improvement plan, but just someone who can kind of say, yeah, you know what? It's hard living in this world, but we keep picking ourselves up and we stumble and we fall. And sometimes we have successes and sometimes we have failures and that's okay. And we're going to talk about it and be honest. And that really is how the Rosier Army podcast got the following that it did was because those were the things we talked about. And that is exactly why I started listening to the Rosary Army podcast, because it wasn't, you know, boy, how can I learn how to make rosaries and send them around the world? I mean, there's, I, I certainly have nothing against that, and I fully respect the ministry and everything that you guys do. It was a terrible podcast name, in retrospect, and, and, and we went through a process of, should we change this name? Because everyone thinks is all it's going to be is uh, the Rosary Army podcast, and it's going to be a bunch of old women, Hail Mary, full of grace, <laughs> blessed out, and that's all it's going to be, over and over and over again, and that's not what it's about. No, and, and for me, what I found so appealing was it was another husband and wife out there. And, and it was something that it's like, wow, I'm not the only husband that thinks that. Wow, I'm not the, whole, I'm not the only husband who has a wife who says those things to me. <laughs> and, and, it, and it was just encouraging. And, and what I found is that I, I'm, I was encouraged to hear how you communicate with one another. And, and, and it was having a positive impact on my life. And, and in my marriage, because I started to see things, you know, hearing Jennifer talk about things from her perspective. You know, I remember one time you guys ha- talked about an argument you guys had, a, a pretty big argument. And, and I, re- I remember hearing Jennifer talk about her perspective. And I'm like, wow, I've heard Stephanie say those words before, but I don't know that I've ever actually processed them outside of my emotional hurt of hearing the words. <laughs> but now I'm hearing this. It's like, oh, so that's what Stephanie was going through. How dare our wives make total and complete sense? Yes. <laughs> so that that's exactly what got me into listening to Greg and Jennifer. And and so as far as I'm concerned, Rosary Army podcast, it, it that's what it, but it was always Greg and Jennifer. I'm I'm listening to Greg and Jennifer. Uh, tell us a little bit about this thing called the Clawfus. Oh my goodness. You know what? We the Clawfus was uh, you know, I told you that I lost my job and then I was 
the room I'm in right now, actually, which is now the studio that we use for our radio program, it used to be uh, a home office. Well, we started, we kept having kids. When we moved into the house that we're in, we had one child and, and others kept showing up. And so when I lost my job in 05, we had four kids and we were just constantly trying to figure out the right configuration of which kids go in which room. And at one point we were thinking, okay, well, the children need a toy room. I have to have my office. And uh, so we'll just shove all four boys in one room. And uh, it was just stupid things that we did. And I, and I started to realize, you know what, there's no reason for me to take up the entire bonus room above our garage. And so trying to figure out solutions in the house. And so I said, well, what if we took all of the clothes and we have some clothes we can give away in our closet? And what if we tried to consolidate all of our clothes on one half of the closet and I hook up or I set up a desk on the other side? And that will be my little space in the house where I'll, I'll do my, my work. And so I started doing some freelance work and then all the things I was doing for Rosary Army. And then we started doing the podcast and we set up on this desk and soon we had the mixers and we had the microphones. And at first, you know, we had like a little chintzy microphone that came with the computer, you know, it was like a little wire with, I don't know, a tin cup on the end of it. And eventually we, we upgraded and got some nicer mics. And, and I remember we got a pop filter and then we just, we, we felt like, man, are we professional? Look at that. We have pop filters on our microphones now <laughs> and i think even on one time on the podcast we installed the pop filters <laughs> on one of the early podcasts and you could listen to us go what wow, listen puh, puh, you can't hear it anymore listen puh, puh. it's like five minutes of that <laughs> just, to, just to show you how idiotic and unprofessional we were so this was all in the closet in the, in the clawfish because it was my office and it was our master bedroom closet it it what was what was it was funny and it was creepy weird at the same time was how people like they 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 started to consider like the clawfish like a little shrine and, and we met a few listeners we had listeners that if we became friends with them and they would come over to the house or something like that and, and they would can can i see the clawfish and it's like people like, and, and when we, had the, we had the first catholic new media conference in atlanta georgia back in 2008 afterwards we had i think we had like 40 people over to our house and literally People were asking for tours of the cl- – I was taking, like, tours of five people at a time through our bedroom, through <laughs> our bathroom. Here's the clawfish. And, oh, it's the clawfish. And it just <laughs> – so, so it was – but, man, when, we would, when, we, when I was working in there by myself, it was fine. I was comfortable. I could be in there for 12 hours a day. We would do a half-hour podcast, and I don't know what it was about two people, you know, breathing up the oxygen. We would be sweating buckets by the time the show was over. So when we moved to radio, we said there's no way we can do three hours a day in the closet. So we're going to have to move on out. So Greg and Jennifer came out of the closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just can't say it any other way. That's exactly it. I'm like, I'm out of the closet. My favorite thing, you know, you dabbled with Ustream uh, uh, for a while. And, and I, yeah. I, I remember those early days. And it, am, I, am I correctly remembering the fact that there was once like an entire band with you and Jennifer oh, yeah. in the clawfish? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Our friends, uh, uh, Dan and, and Kyle from the band Popple. Um, yeah, we've had, I think the most people we had in the clawfish for a podcast, I think we had about 12 people in there one time when we were doing a podcast. I mean, literally, people would just stand just because they wanted to be. In, it was the weirdest thing. I mean, I you could not pay me to go stand in someone else's closet. I would be so uncomfortable doing that. <laughs> but people were just like, yeah, I'll come over and hang out in your closet. Sure. And, and yes, we did. We did. Uh, I think a couple of times with Dan and Kyle from from Popple, and they had their guitar and ukulele and everything else in there. 
And we had, we set it up so that, and we did it on Ustream. So we're all sitting in front of the computer and somehow we got, we got the chairs positioned just right so that you could see all four of us at any given time. And all four of us were, were, uh, mic'd individually. Yeah. We did some, we did some weird things out of that clawfish. Greg, tell me, um, what is, what is some of the, or just give me an example of maybe one thing that, uh, has come in as far as negative feedback. That's kind of really, when it <clears> first came in, it, it affected you. Well, I mean, there's just going to be people that don't like you. You know, there's always going to be people that rub you the wrong way. And this, uh, this is a, a statement that really I remember more from when, once we moved to radio, but got similar comments like this when we did the podcast. I remember getting an email from someone, and, and it just amazes me that people feel the need to send these kind of emails. I don't know what it is about, you, you remember the words also, you know, the, the, yeah. the, negative, the negative ones stick with you forever, but the good ones, the positive ones, you forget about in five minutes. Yep. But the, but the yeah, I, this one woman, she lived in Alabama, sent me an email. I don't know what it is about you two, but you just make me grit my teeth. <laughs> it's like just our voices were so grating on this lady that it made her grit her teeth. Someone else, uh, you know, uh, other people just thought that we were um, acting holier than thou. And that always saddens me. Because I honestly feel like I don't know how we can come off holier than that when we talk about how much we screw up. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's fine. And, and I can handle it a lot better now than I used to. It still brings me down for about half an hour when I get one of those things. And I just sort of have to shake it off. Um, it, getting the negative email, it, it always hurts. But I also learn from it. It's like, well, the woman who said that we make her grit her teeth had to stop and think, well, why? What did I do to make, make her say that? Another time, right after we went on the radio, um, we thought it would be funny because our shows on the radio is called The Catholics Next Door. And so I th- you know, in my brain, I had this idea that maybe it would be a good call-in segment. And this was in our first month on the air of, do your neighbors do anything that drive you crazy? And I told the story about one of my neighbors that does something that has always kind of driven me crazy. But it's an honest, minor, little, stupid thing. And I, and this woman wrote and said, if you were my neighbors, I would move, <laughs> you know, if wow. you were the Catholic sex store, I would move because it's just, you know, and, and what she said, I was like, man, you know what? I, we did come off like complete and total pompous jerks. I was trying to be funny and it just totally backfired. Yeah. So, yeah. so negative feedback can be good. I think some of it is just bogus. I think it's, um, uh, some of the negative emails from people who just They're haven't trolls. Haven't got, well, they're trolls, and, and, and they haven't gotten the fact that when they send an email, leave a comment, that there really are real people on the other end uh, of the line. Absolutely. And, 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 and it's like they just don't get it. It's like if, if someone were to send you this email, you would crumble up and die. Yeah. Yet you spend all your time sending those kind of emails. And it saddens me that people do that. And, and again, I've gotten a lot better. Jennifer's like a stone wall. She doesn't even look. She, she couldn't care less. She doesn't read any emails. I, I answer every email. She doesn't read any of it. She just couldn't care less. Stephanie's Stephanie's the same way. The only thing is she does care. And by golly, I better watch it and never read one of these while a microphone's on. Because yeah. if anybody thinks we're holier than thou, they would not think that <laughs> after after me reading one of these emails to her. Yeah. Well, let me reply. I'm like, no, no babe. I'm just. Yeah. I'll take care of it. <laughs> so, um, for what you you mentioned the fact that you know we remember the words. The I mean, almost the exact phrase for phrase, the negative emails that have come in over the years. 
For me personally, I actually create a, a, a label in Gmail and every time I get one of those praise and encouragement emails, I, I label it praise and encouragement. Hmm, that's a good idea. Every now and then you, you get a scathing email or two or you're feeling like, why do I do what I do? It's kind of nice to be able to just click on that label and see those emails. And it's like, oh, yeah. Um, so I assume over all the years you've had some pretty amazing positive things that people have written, how you've you've done something and, and, it, and God's used that to really positively influence somebody's lives. Can you just give me an example of one of those? I, I think it's the people who who go back to God because of something that we said. And that, that boggles my mind. I'm like, they're like, well, when the two of you were talking about creating the grocery list, I decided to repent and come back to God. I'm like, what, what, huh? How did you, how did you draw that? It's, you know, the thing about, and, and I know that this, this podcast isn't a, you know, podcast answer, man, we're not talking about God necessarily, but just from, from a religious perspective, I'm never going to convert anybody. And my you know, my belief is I, Greg Willits, will never convert anyone. You, Cliff Ravenscraft, will never convert anyone. But we as men of God, we as Christians, believe that the Holy Spirit acts through us. We are mere tools for God. And so the Holy Spirit can make anyone react in a certain way on, on the craziest things that we may say. My job is just sort of just be there. Yeah. Do the work. And, and and try not to worry about the outcome. But it is very, very humbling, the emails that we've gotten. And I'm thinking about one woman in particular, and this was more of, she, you know, because we're a call-in show now, she actually called in bawling, bawling how unforgivable she was. And us talking about it on the radio, her realizing that she was not unforgivable, no matter how much stuff she had done. Yeah. No, yeah. In her mind, she had done unforgivable sins. That's pretty humbling, yeah. knowing that that you can change, literally change someone's life by simply being open to to the Holy Spirit doing something through you. And, and that's that's very edifying in that respect. And then there's, you know, and that, that's a huge thing. I mean, lives are changed. Yeah. The fact that here's this woman that now, if she were to die what she could possibly be experiencing for all of eternity because of some silly thing that Jennifer and I said, yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. That that's, that's mind blowing. Absolutely. Uh, but then there's, there's small things too that, that, that I, I love, I love that we hear from, from uh, husbands who will say, you know, I, I realize that I need, need to, you know, I like how you talk to your wife. I want to talk to my wife that way. Mm. Or wives that say, you know, I, I sort of like what you were saying a little while ago when, when you first started listening and you said that you heard Stephanie say things, but you never quite heard it right, that, that people say the same thing. It's like, you know, they'll hear Jennifer say something and say, oh, maybe I need to look at my husband in a different way. So the positive impact on marriages and families and, and those kind of responses that we get from people are very, very edifying. And plus, I also love the fact, I, I would dare say a great majority of our emails are from non-Catholics who just say, you know, I, I got one just the other day that from someone saying, I'm not Catholic. And you're like my favorite show on the radio. <laughs> and she's like baffled by it. They're like, okay, well, that's pretty cool. You know, the fact that we can all come together a little bit closer despite what our, our beliefs might be. Well, I just want to add one more praise and encouragement thing here to you guys. Um, Stephanie and I have a show called Family from the Heart over at yeah. familyfromtheheart.com. Uh, it, we now have 188 episodes of that show <laughs> online. And I will tell you, if you listen to that show... It is, it is, it is very much inspired. The format of that show is very much inspired by 
Rosary Army. It had a massive influence on the idea of a husband and wife getting behind a microphone and just talking about our family, mm. talking well, about what's going on in our lives. And and I'm getting emails from people who listen to Family from the Heart who say, you know what, because you and your wife shared your debt you know, issues early on in marriage and how you went through Dave Ramsey and now you guys are debt free. I remember hearing that back in 2007 and this week we are debt free. Yeah, we still get those too. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just want to say thank you guys for doing the Rosary Army because it it did. It inspired me. I, I always knew I wanted to do some kind of show with my wife that would have a ministry impact but mm-hmm. not necessarily we're a faith-based show. We're just right. a husband and a wife who happen to have faith and and we're living life and we want it to be a source of uh, entertainment, uh, obviously, yep. uh, education, encouragement, and inspiration. And, and and those are that formula for Family from the Heart came from Rosary Army. So well, if I appreciate that. I don't know if I ever told you that before, but that is that is exactly where the format came from. So very cool stuff. Now, you've talked a couple times about uh, radio. So yeah. let's talk talk about, you know, podcasting had literally changed your life uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in a pretty positive way in that uh, today you and you and Jennifer are employed full time by Sirius Satellite Radio slash the the Catholic Diocese in New York City. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. explain how does this happen? How do you go from podcasting to doing a three hour daily radio show on satellite radio that's that's a really good question um you know we start like i said we started doing the rosary army podcast in 05 uh, got together with father roderick soon thereafter and helped to start up the starquest production network and through sqpn we had the opportunity to to take on a little bit of a leadership role in terms of catholic new media and really encourage people to embrace these technologies use these technologies and a part of that role, I always felt an incredible drive to continually push it. What can we do next? What can we, what's the next thing? What do we na- do now? And the podcast was there. And then we started doing other podcasts and other types of series. And we'd experiment with a, a format and put something. And so it's very much what you do, Cliff, which is, you know, you create a show. Sometimes the show takes off. Sometimes you morph it into something else. And sometimes you just let it go. And so we did a lot of those kind of things. But then we started I felt like in, in 2006 really started feeling the need to branch off into video. I felt like there was not enough high quality video production happening, uh, you know, in the podcasting world. And so we started doing a show called That Catholic Show, which we put out in 2007 and ended up doing really well. Well, doing the video, doing the podcast, and then in 08, when we uh, put together the Catholic New Media Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. When that happened, just a lot, you know, a lot of visibility was being put on on Jennifer and I. Um, the Catholic Channel, which is on Sirius XM, they had an opening for. They were looking for a, a, a new show, and they had heard about us. I sent. I literally the day after the first Catholic New Media Conference, I sent an email to. Uh, Joe's Willing, who's the communications director for the Archdiocese in New York, and said, Joe, I got your email, and someone gave me your business card, and, and um, you know, here's some links to our podcast, here's links to our video series, and my thinking, honestly, at that time was that maybe they would want us to do like a weekend show or something like that, that would, and I, my thinking, because at the time I was president and chief operations officer for SQPN, in addition to running Rose Jeremy, my thinking was, 
what great visibility this is going to be for SQPN. And so it's like constantly looking for new opportunities. Here's another one. Let's, let's go down that route. Sent the email the day after the Catholic New Media celebration. It was a Monday. Wednesday, they sent us an invitation for Jennifer and I to fly to New York to SiriusXM to audition. And we're just looking at each other saying, wait a minute, what? We'd been podcasting for three years. We'd only been really doing this new media thing for three years. Next thing you know, like a week and a half later, we're on a plane. We go to New York. We're in the studio. Uh, they take us back to Cousin Brucey's studio. Cousin Brucey was a very famous uh, uh, disc jockey in New York, still is, uh, for, for decades. Now, he knew the Beatles. He knew the Rolling Stones. He knew Billy Joel. Billy Joel credits for Cousin Brucey for his musical influences. And here we are. We're recording an audition in Cousin Brucey's studio. And it just it, it, and it was the weirdest thing. And... Uh, they had us come back about a week and a half later. They had us do a live show then. We did a live show on a Saturday. And after we were able to pull off the live show, they offered us the job. And we did not – We when we started auditioning, we didn't know what the format was going to be. We didn't know the, the length of the show. We didn't even know, are they going to ask us to move to New York? We, we didn't know any, We didn't know what was going on. But like so many opportunities, and when you're going out on faith, you just sort of have to take one step at a time and see where it takes you. And in, I believe it was the end of July, beginning of August of 08, we got a call from, from Joe's Willing in New York. So we'd like to offer you a three-hour show Monday through Friday, and we'd you know send equipment to your house, and you'd broadcast out of your house, and, and so you wouldn't have to move. And the downside was it was the first time since we became parents that Jennifer – had to have a full-time job commitment. And and still even three years later, it was still a struggle for us sometimes. It's like we, we miss having her being able to have that flexibility of being a full-time mom. But, that, I mean, that really is how it happened. It's just it was almost thrown in our laps, um, which to me, again, as a man of faith, just goes to show this is what God wants us doing right now. Right, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, uh, at that time, you had uh, basically decided that you can't carry on both shows after a couple, after, I think it was a couple of weeks, it's like, I know it's only one hour a week, but it's actually more than that. There's a lot more that goes into these shows than, than just one hour a week. But but the thing is, is you're working 15 hours a week live on the radio, right? Yeah. And yeah. and of course, it's not just the 15 hours. You've got a ton of, <laughs> I mean, to be able to come up with three hours of content every single day. Yeah. That That's just mind boggling. I, I, I do four to five hours of show prep a day. Yeah. And and that's my, but my dad still after all these years. What a great job you have! Fifteen hour work week. <laughs> no 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 no. But but yeah, it's 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 a lot. But it's it's been a huge blessing. But at that time, the the downside was when they offered us the job and we realized the time commitment. We knew that there was no way we'd be able to continue our commitment to SQPN. And so that was the first thing that we did. I mean, we got the job offer on a Friday. And then we contacted Father Roderick on at Saturday, and so we need to have a video conference. And and I was actually out of town, so we did the little three way thing on iChat. And and uh, Father Roderick's on one window, and Jennifer's on another, and I'm on a third. And told Father what was going to happen. He was, of course, very gracious about it. But it, it that was that was probably the hardest thing was stepping away from SQPN um, because you know we'd been there from the very beginning and helping to get the thing going. We were original incorporators, and and. And, and, and that was very sad. But with the podcast, I'll, I'll tell you something now, Cliff, three years later. You know, I've pondered why we stopped doing the Rosary Army podcast. And part of it was the time commitment. 
But part of it also was because at the time, radio was so new to us, and radio is different than podcasting, in that you have to have an intensity on radio that you don't have to have on podcasts. And what I mean by that is someone gets in their car, and they have all these different options of things that they can switch to, and they can't come back to you later on and hear the rest of the story right. like they can on a podcast. On a podcast, you know what? I want to hear the rest of this, but not right now. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to go listen to something else. And they continue later on. But on live radio, you have to keep the interest there. You have to keep the story going. There's got that, and, and while it's personal and personable, it doesn't have that same intimacy sometimes that podcasting has. Yeah. And I miss that very much. But here was the conundrum that we ran into and what I personally struggled with the most when we were doing the radio thing and we went to Sirius XM, Sirius XM is a paid subscription model. And our podcast is something that we gave away for free. There were a lot of people that were a little miffed that we were now creating other content that they no longer had access to because they, they didn't have a subscription and they couldn't afford it and whatnot. And I felt terrible. Yeah. Because for all those years, we've been giving something away, and now we signed a contract, and we had a full-time job. And listen, I got to tell you, we had to take that job because we were doing full-time for SQPN and Rosier Army, but the insurance was killing us. We weren't being able to pay our bills. I mean, we were living just just check to check. I mean, it, we, were, we were really struggling, and we didn't want to publicly say that. We were struggling as a family, and that job was a lifesaver because Jennifer had just gotten pregnant. We had, we had, we were facing thousands of dollars in bills for, for the, the prenatal care and for the labor and delivery. And it was a huge thing. And so for us to do something, I don't know, selfish, sorry, we got to take this job. You know, some people got angry at us when we took, when we took that job. I remember you talked about negative emails. I remember getting a message from someone when we made the announcement that we were going to stop the Rosier Army podcast. One woman said, We've been there through you or for you through two miscarriages, and you're going to take this away from us right before this baby comes into the world, as if that as if that person had ownership of our child somehow. Yeah. But that that hit so hard, and at the same time, I said, "Well, that's also part of the reason why we need to stop, because if 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 people are are looking at the show, uh, you know, from the perspective of." Are, are you improving or are we just another commodity, another thing that you're consuming? And, and that's not the case for everybody. I don't want to come off sounding like that. But it was, it was, I felt like Rosary Army had no longer become a ministry. It had become too much the Greg and Jennifer show. And I, and I was bothered by that. I was bothered that some people could, you know, couldn't pay for the show. And one of the things that we had done on the show was we talked about what's going on in our lives. And the thing that was going on in my life at the time was we were doing a radio show. And so pe I felt And people like, got angry because the first couple of weeks you only talked about the radio show. Yeah. And, and so I, we would talk about what's going on in our lives, but they couldn't get a part of what's going on in their lives. So they got angry at us. And I thought, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't, I don't know how to talk about what's going on in my life and pretend that the thing that I'm, I, you know, at that time I was like spending 12 hours a day trying to get into that radio groove. It's like, I don't know how to pretend that this isn't like the most important thing happening right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so we just quit. And we said, and rather than fade out and say, because we thought about that, I, I didn't want to be a pod fader. I didn't want to say, oh, I'm sorry, it's been a month since we did the last show, and then we put one out, and then we go two months. And then it's like, oh, okay, here we go. I just didn't want to do that. And I felt like we owed it to our audience. They had stuck with us. They had supported us financially. They'd done everything to help us to be able to do that. 
And I felt like we owed it to them actually to stop and to stop it cleanly and, and sort of like cheers. Cheers went out when they're on top. Yeah. You know, I want I want to be cheers. I want to be Seinfeld. I don't want to be I don't want to be, I don't know, aftermath. Seventh heaven. <laughs> yeah, seventh heaven, yeah. So <laughs> so when we when we stopped, I I'll be honest, those were some of the reasons, but I couldn't put it I couldn't articulate it into words. I felt like I felt like we were repeating a lot of what we said on the radio. I felt like we didn't have any special content for the ra- for the podcast anymore. You know, when we're talking about 15 hours a week, where do I come up with 15 and a half? What, what, and, and do I save that, that the half hour? Do I just give scraps for the podcast? And that just was so unfair. So when we, when we – I had to fight for the first few months, and they finally gave us permission to podcast segments of our radio show. And even then, it's not the same. That's a, a common thing that we got from people. It's just not the same. Because they were getting bits and pieces, and they were getting middle of conversations and that kind of thing. So I'll tell you this, Cliff. I'm going to break some news oh. here on, on Podcast Answer Man. I've been putting out some teasers over the past few weeks. We have some uh, uh, another big project, a new initiative that we're launching on January 1st. And as a part of that initiative, Jennifer and I are going to start podcasting again. Woo! All right. I feel like after three years... We have something extra to say that doesn't have to be reserved for the radio show. Um, something else that's going to help people in their lives that is, is, is worth doing the extra work. And I didn't want to do it unless we had something vital. I didn't want it, Because to me, it's so dangerous in the podcasting world to do things out of an ego trip. You mm-hmm. know, yep. look, how, look how much people enjoy me. And that's just the wrong reason to do it. If you have something that can change people's lives and can improve their lives and can help them be better people so that they can improve the lives of others, that's why you do it. Yeah. And I feel like we have something like that now. Uh, And so our plan is in January, we're going to be launching a new show. And where can people find more information about this new show? Well, that's that's a good question. Uh, There's going to be a whole series of new websites that we're in development of right now. And the, the, the new top level of the organization is called new evangelizers. And so it's going to be the new evangelizers. I can't, I, I don't know if I want to put podcasts at the end of it, but it, cause it, you sure. know, it may be something that we may be able to, to, to spread further than just in the podcasting world, but there'll be the new evangelizers related show. And if you go to new evangelizers.com, uh, there's a countdown clock right now. January 1st, we'll be launching the website. And sometime in the, in the uh, next week or two after we launch the website, we'll be putting the first show out. And, and, and God willing, maybe we'll even be able to have the first show available on, on launch date on January 1st. But um, we're, um, we're, we're, we have so many things going in the fire right now for the web development that I can't absolutely guarantee the launch of that. But our video series, we're going to have a new episode of that that's going to be available also. So we have a lot of things in store um, in terms of just Catholic new media and just not just in the media world, like with radio, like we are now. Well, Greg, I'll tell you what, I, I could spend hours talking with you here and people from my audience of podcast answer, man, would just love to hear the the conversations you and I could have. I'm going to go ahead and say that we should probably go ahead and wrap. Unfortunately, one last thing I want, well, you looks like you might have one yeah. more thing. I, I do have thing as well okay you have one more thing i want to quickly talk about uh, uh i want to promote a video that is on catholic tv tell me about the catholic tv thing real quick <laughs> just so people know what it is and where they can go see it and then tell me about your one more thing uh, again the the, uh, the the humor that god has a sense of humor um about a year ago actually cliff the first time you and i met was in boston 
Um, we've known each other for years, but we didn't get to meet in person until Boston at the Catholic New Media Conference there. And I approached one of the keynote speakers that day, uh, Father Robert Reed, who is the president of Catholic TV out of Boston. And they're in 11.2 million homes now. Uh, they're available online, and, and they're expanding their distribution in other areas. And we've had a working relationship for a few years. And I approached him about the idea of – I had an idea for a, a, a half-hour sitcom pilot. And he liked the idea and uh, pitched it with our friends Mac and Catherine Barron from Catholic in a Small Town podcast – Basically, be about two Catholic couples with a lot of children, and hilarity ensues. And uh, he sent us off to write the script. We wrote the script, and they put the financial backing behind it, sent a, a crew of six people down to our house in Atlanta, and we spent a week uh, this past summer and filmed uh, the sitcom pilot for a show called Mass Confusion. And it's, they premiered it on Thanksgiving night, and you can watch the whole thing at massconfusionsitcom.com. And I just want to say I watched it and enjoyed it immensely. It was great. It was it was an experience, that's for sure. You know, again, though, you know, pushing boundaries. What else can we do? It's it's that that constant question that should drive us. What next? Never be complacent. And that's with new media. As soon as we start doing the same old thing, or when we start just blatantly ripping each other off, it's not fun anymore. Yep. It's fun when we're creative, when we're energetic, and when we, and and I get inspired when other people are trying new things. I'm not inspired when people are doing the same old things. Right. And what's your one more thing? My one more thing is I want to I want to give a, a thanks to you, Cliff, because you and you uh, and I had a conversation I think about a year ago now because I've kind of had it in my head for a while of wanting to get back in the podcasting game, and technology has changed so dramatically, and very much aware of that I used to use Cast Blaster on a PC now I'm all Mac um, and I just couldn't figure out a good solution and so the person who I reached out to was you and and the greatest solution that you gave me was. Was and you you spent an hour with me uh, and gave me some consulting and, and telling me about how you record directly to a digital recorder the the H two unit and R dash O nine by the way R dash O nine find it at podcastanswerman.com. <laughs> and and, uh, and and how you record and I never would have come up with that solution that that solution has been on my brain for a year now and that's the solution the one that you proposed to me a year ago. That's the solution I plan to implement when we return to podcasting here in about a month. That's awesome. So thank you for that, Cliff. You're welcome. And and, and anytime you need help with it, Greg, just just holler and you know that I'll be there to to help support you guys. Well, thank I'll you. tell you what, um, where can people find you um, on the radio, on satellite radio and on the web? Monday through Friday from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're on Sirius XM 129 for the Catholics Next Door. Replays Saturday morning at 10 also, they can go to our website, gregandjennifer.com, for more information about that. And as I said, our new website, newevangelizers.com. The countdown clock is there now. We'll be launching January 1st with all new websites for Rosary Army, for New Evangelizers, That Catholic Show, Total Consecration, and The Catholics Next Door, and a whole lot more. All brand new information, content, free stuff that we'll be giving away constantly, a lot more free stuff to help people grow in their faith. Excellent. And, and, and the web address one more time? NewEvangelizers.com. NewEvangelizers.com. And will you be at the Catholic New Media celebration in, or conference in uh, August of this coming year? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on it right now. I think I put it on my calendar. As always, I, I, always, I wait. And I wait too long. But I, for, I, I always want, what are the details? But yeah, this year, because they're going to be teaming up with a couple of other conferences that I've wanted to go to for a long time, 
I, I would say that I'm 99% confident I'm going to be there this year. I don't know in what capacity, if I'm just going to be a participant or if, or if I can uh, help out in some way. Uh, this past year, I was blessed to be the MC, and I, I always offer to do that again, too. So who knows? I'll, I'll leave it up to SQPN how they want to put me to use. Well, the good news is that I think I'm 99% sure that I'll be there and potentially as a speaker as well. So I look forward to hooking up with Tremendous. you guys again there. Tremendous. Well, Greg, it's always an honor to talk with you. Thank you so much for this time. And uh, would you come on again in the future? Dude, you know it. You don't even have to ask. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Well, my friends, there you go. That's the interview with Greg Willett. I hope that you enjoyed it, that you've been inspired. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's doing over there with that new project that he had mentioned. Um, my friends, I am so delighted that you have stuck around this long into this episode. You know, those of you who make it all the way through an hour plus episode of Podcast Answer Man, you guys rock. Uh, that's all I got to say. I do hope that you'll head over and check out SMS 116, gspn.tv forward slash SMS 116. I'm telling you, my friends, it is golden information, extremely valuable and would radically transform the way that you potentially do your comments and how people share your content from an embedded tweet. Go check it out. gspn.tv forward slash SMS 116. I'll be back again next week. I wish I could share. Well, I could. I don't have to wish. I, I, I would love to share with you all the things that I've been working on with this mastermind group that I've been telling you about and whether or not I'm still going to call it a mastermind. It's definitely going to be built upon mastermind principles. Got ideas of what I might call it instead of a mastermind group, but the concept is all the same. Uh, it's exciting. It's all coming together. I've spent a total of about 14 hours so far on this, and I've probably got another 60 to 90 hours between now and the end of this month that I have set aside already to put this thing together. I'm hoping to have a January 1st launch, and uh, yeah, it's, it's coming along great. I'm not going to mention anything now because there's still way too much in the air as far as making a decision on some details of what I'm calling it and, and things of that nature. And because of that, I haven't bought domain names yet. And I don't want to just throw out anything. I don't want those domains to disappear. So anyway, love having you guys tune in each and every week. If you, do, if you wouldn't mind, if something in this episode has inspired you, if there's some kind of comment that you want to make regarding something that was said, if you have a question related to something mentioned in this episode, would you go to podcastanswerman.com, look for episode number 240, and then just leave a comment in my live fire commenting system. I would love to hear your comments and communicate with you that way. And of course, if you have questions for Podcast Answer Man, you could submit those via audio. That is, uh, can be sent as an audio file attached to an email to feedback at podcastanswerman.com. And of course, if you want to call it in on our voicemail hotline, you can do so at 859-795-4067. Again, the voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. And of course, if you want to hire me one-on-one for consulting, uh, you can do that by emailing me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And I'm excited. I've got uh, somebody that's going to be hiring me for one of my first full-day consulting gigs in 2012. So I'm excited about those prospects as well. Anyway, God bless you all. Until next time, I encourage you to join 
the community 